0: Okay, Daf Hey, who avda? we got about ten lines down. Who avda the Ork Michutz Lartzar? So we have an Eved that ran away from his Adon. Eved Kenadi ran away from his Odoin in Chutzlartz to Eretz Yisrael. Now we know the Gemara in says all well, at the end. Gemara in Kesubah is You've confused. has Hakol Milah in Eretz Yisrael. One of the things is an Eved that an Eved runs away from Chutzlartz Eretz Yisrael. You are not allowed to bring him back to Chutzlartz. So what do you do with him? Okay, so the Gemara Exubis is a little bit vague in what you do with him. Taisha over there discusses it. The Gemara Exubis says actually, you don't have to free him per se, you could sell him to another other in Eretz Israel. If the, if the original other who lives in Chutzla doesn't want to move there, first of all, he could just move to Eretz Yisrael, make Aliyah with his Evid, and then he still remains in Evid. Or he could sell him to another other in, in Eretz Israel and get his money that way. Or, and this Machalikis and there, how to reconcile that with this Kemar, seems to say he has to free him, but he is going to get paid. So the Evid could buy his own freedom. That seems to be a third way to do it. So here's what happened in this story. We have the dark with Chutzards itself. So the owner came from Chutzards to try to get him to bring him back to Chutzards. Also, they went to Dintar Baravami. First of all, we're going to get the Evid to write a shtar for his value, meaning he will be mechaev himself to pay you his value, basically buy his own freedom, the and then you have to write him get cherus, you cannot take him back to chutzlar, if, you, if you're not going to sell him here, and if you can't find someone to buy him, he'll buy himself, he doesn't have the money now, he'll write you a shtar on it, he'll owe you the money and I owe you, see, so you have to free him and if you don't agree to this, I'm going to take him away from you anyway. So either way, you're losing the evidence. Either hefker Bez and hefker, I'm going to take him away, or work out a deal. Why am I going to take him away? Because Rav had an interesting drasha. The Sanya, the Pasuk says when it's talking about the Shiva Amim, it says by the Shiva Amin, You should not let them live in your land in Eretz Yisrael. you're supposed to kill them all, obviously. And the pusik says penyachti ki ki because they do have. And uh, they're going to be trotted out uh, on purpose or, or just by the fact that they're next to you, you're going to end up doing Avedezora as well. So says the Gemara, what's the in this Pulsar? So is this Pulsar talking about only a guy who still does Avedezora that you're not allowed to leave him in a night to What about a guy who agrees not to do Avedezora? I don't know if he loved but he agrees not to do every atheist, right? He doesn't do any of it at all. Are you allowed to leave such a guy in Eretz Yisrael? That's not clear from that Pusik, because the Pusik is very clear in that context. It's because he might be machdi. to you. of another posse. And this is where it gets interesting. The Pusik says, You should not return an Evid to his master, that escaped from his master the next Pussik says live with you it's good for him, you should not cause him any pain. Now, what is this Pussik talking about? To say it's talking literally, as we'll see in a few minutes, the Kusim did, is a very bizarre posik. Why should an Evan who escapes from his master not be returned to his master? Like why? Like just because he escaped and leaving any religious question out of it, just from a purely financial aspect, an Eved who runs away is an Isadaraisha to return him. Makes no sense. So therefore, the Gemara is assuming that this Pusik is metaphorical. And the Pusik is actually referring to like this. The Pusik says, We're talking about a guy who ran away from his Avodizora. So if you have a goy who runs away from his uh, zara, you are now allowed to return him to his Zorah. Uh, rather, what should he do? So the first Peshat that trying to say in this Pesach is that if you have a goy who runs away from a Zorah, not in Ebed, nothing to do with Ebed, if it says Ebed it just means a goy, and he stops doing a Zorah, you should obviously not send them back to do Avedizorah, Im he can live with you here in Eretz Kenan, Eretz Yisrael. So the Pesach is actually telling you exactly what we just read, that the only kind of Goyim that's also to live in Eretz Kenan are Goyim who do Avedizorah. But if he's, if he's running away from his Odoinav, from his Avedizara, then you're allowed to leave him in Eretz Yisrael. That's the first pshat the Gemara is bringing. But, the Kasha, the when they said over this pshat in the Beis Medish, Baishah had a Kasha. Hi <laughs> our Gerson says me'im aviv. The guest on the side says me'im elohov. That it shouldn't say he's running away from Adonav, It should say he's running away from elohov from his avodizara. If the pasuk is telling you that a guy who leaves avodizara, you're allowed to leave him to live with you in Eretz Yisrael, then the word Adonav doesn't make sense. Maybe Evid, Maybe you could say is it Evid for avodizara kind of thing. But Adonav is not the right word. The key word there should have been either aviv or elohov. Says me b'ayil So this is all. We're going to get to our point in a second. Elim you know what this Pusik, really the Pusik that says, "Goyim and Allah live here? Maybe it's talking about ones who do have a desire. Maybe it's talking about ones who don't do have a desire. It's not our issue. We're going rather back on the Pusik of I don't Adoniv. What is that Pusik talking about? It's not talking about someone who left, to a regular guy who left of a desire. It's talking about an Evet. Oh, why are you not allowed to return an Evet to his master if he escaped? So the first pshat, the second pshat, the first Pesach, Avdus related, that we think the Pesach in this Pesach is, we're talking about an Ever who lived in Eretz Yisrael, and you sold him out of Eretz Yisrael. So you sold him away from Eretz Yisrael to Chutz Laretz HaKosim Edaber. And therefore the rather is like, Once you sell him out of Eretz Yisrael to Chutz which we already said, he can't keep mitzvahs, etc. So then he automatically goes free. That's what the Pesach is saying. Again, whether it's a literal drasheh from the Pesach, or it's an asmachta from the Pesach, not 100% clear, but that's the pshat. The But kasha, achi Here comes the third pshat. achi it's his son, said, Ha yeshayinotzel helecho, ashayinotzel mi mecha mi boyleh. The Pesach says, Leishashkir v'radav, sounds like he's coming towards you. And if we're talking about an evad that was inert to Israel that is selling two chutzloh so he's not coming towards you, he's going away from you. So the, that Nusik of the Pasik, the words don't make sense. Elamar of Achim, the Barisha comes of Achim, he says, We're talking about the opposite. Not that he was sold to Eretz Yisrael, but he was running away from his other in the to Eretz Yisrael. So the Pasik reads, You shouldn't return him back to Chutzlarts, that he came to you in Eretz Yisrael, Imcha, Yesheber, Kirucha. Rather, you should stay here in Eretz Yisrael as a free man. And therefore, says Rav and Rev Aisha, says the Gemara before, says Rev Ami, based on Revachim, Rev drasha, if this other, who's Ereved, escaped to Eretz Yisrael, tries to bring him back to Chutzarat's, I'm going to apply the, at least the, the, the context of this Pesach, I'm going to force you either to let him free and he pay, or I'm going to take him away from you because the Posik says, mm-hmm. you do not allow and force an Evid to go from Eretz Yisrael back to lords. That's the first Pesach that we seem to agree with. Taniyidach, we have another shot that we learned in this Pesach. So what happens if you go to the market and you see an Evid and you say, oh, I want to buy this Evid, He looks like a nice guy. I want to buy him to free him. And you say to the Evid, I'm buying you now from your other. I'm When I buy you, I'm going to free you. Great. So now they go do all the paperwork and transfer all the money. And then you say, you know what? Forget it. I really want to keep him. Okay, I'm going to, kill. I'm going to buy the Evid, but I'm not going to buy him and free him. I'm going to buy him and keep him says Rebbe that that's what this possek is. If you said originally you agreed to buy him, to free him, you're now going to change your mind and decide to keep him as an ebbe. That's what the is talking about. What's the case? You write in the shtar, when I purchase you, you should be freed. Now, it sounds like it's retroactive. Obviously, it's not really retroactive because you can't free the Evid before you actually own him. Okay? So what it means is that the shtar ke'ilu works now. The Gemara Rashi brings over here the Gemara Kedushim proves from here that Rebbe holds like Rebbe Meir that other makhne dover shaloi because you're writing a shtar to free an Evid that you don't yet own. Okay, but assuming Rebbe holds like that, that's how Rebbe's darshin in the Pasuk of Leisasker like, Evid a little more removed from the Pasuk shot in the Pasuk. That's how Rebbe darshan is that Pasuk. Why are we bringing that for the following Allah. If Chista if he had an eved kenani, and the eved kenani ran away, and he was found by some kusim. The kusim read the Torah literally. The Torah says eved al Even if you're all in chutzlarets, if Chista was in chutzlarets, and the kusim that we're talking about here in chutzlarets, says you don't return an eved, period. So Shalakhluhu, so how'd you needlah say he sent to the Kusim? Send me back my evid. I heard you found him. Shal Kulay, Lysash Eveliv. Sorry, we're very firm. Posik says I'm not allowed to return it to you. And I can't. Uh skip the brackets. Shalaklhu, he said back to them, Hahubi Ebid, Shabak Mikutz, uh it's uh he said no. The Pshatna Pasik is not a hundred percent literal. It's rather talking about Lysaskla Dunav only if he runs from eh, Eretz Israel. Then you can't return him, like we said. the the But to return a regular Evan who escapes, you're allowed to do. And apparently, the Kuzim accepted that pshat in the pasuk that they were willing to deal with. So the So why did he send that pshat? Remember, we had a second pshat. We had Rebbe's pshat. Rebbe says the pshat was talking about <coughs> that uh, when you buy an Evan I'm a national that If you buy him, I'm a national free. I mean, I'll change your mind the Rebbe's pshat is a real stretch in the Pesach. Right? Achib Rebbe's pshat is an ukimta in the Pesach, but it's not a stretch of up shot in the Pesach. And the kusim we remember, always go with Peshach Shot in the Pesach. So their original Peshach shot in the Pesach was not allowed to return in Ebed at all. Mashup, no, you are allowed to return in Evit. Only time you're not allowed to is when he runs from Chutzler at swell. That they're willing to accept from a pchista. But Rebbe's pshat, which is really often really not Peshach shot, that we didn't even bother but bringing up to them. Abaya we bring a similar story it's nothing to do with the Evid case Abaya lost a donkey and the Kusim found Sholech Lushad he said I heard you found my donkey send it back to me they said no problem well, give us a simit right you have to give a simit before we return a lost object Sholech Lushad it has white belly it has white splotches on its belly They said, that's very cute. But he loved the Nachmeniyat, if not that you're the great Abaya, Nachmeniyat, and you're a Tamachochem, and we we trust you, we would not accept such a simon. All donkeys, or many donkeys have a white belly and that would not be a proper simmon. if you tell us that it was wearing a certain type of buckle or something the but a white blotch on its belly is not necessarily a proper simmon, but we always know what Tamachochem is Nehman Betviyas Ayon even and Lavtaf actually saw it over here but whatever the case is they trusted Abayim and we just bring that Agav the story of Lyphodist next halach of Tikhan them. we're going to continue here Mishnah for Tikhan them for a while now says the Mishnah Ain't right? So the guy used to have a nice business, a business called capturing Jews and ransoming them back. Okay, uh, kidnapping Jews, kidnapping Jews and ransoming them back. We you know the famous story of the Rabbi Rutenberg who died in jail, refused to be refused to be paid back. Based on this halacha, Chazal saw things were getting out of hand, so Chazal said, taken we don't do that anymore." If you're willing to pay a fair price, that's fine. If you're not willing to pay a fair price now, what is a fair price? Okay, it's not clear from the, anywhere in the Gemara what this fair price is. Some of us say fair price means what a person of this age uh, is worth in the market as a slave. Okay. Other of say no, a guy is worth a lot less than a Jew, right? A Jew is a commodity, right? If you, if you kidnap a Jew, that's going to be worth more. So you're allowed to pay the Jew price not just that. It depends if the person's a chash person. If you were able to successfully kidnap a, a rich person or a tamachachom or a rav or something like that, it actually has a built-in higher value. So it's not 100% clear in halacha what exactly the value is. It also is very clear, and we'll, we'll see it in the Gemara a little bit, but Taisa says, Fairish, this halacha is only applying to other people. The person himself, if he's rich, is allowed to ransom himself for any price he wants. There's no Takanus Khazal on the person himself, and there's also no Takanus Khazal to be paid on a wife, wife to Egufai, that all she will have to do. Tyson says there might be other exceptions by Tamidi Chachamim, Tamidi Chachamim, also we see stories in history and in the Gemara where they ransomed Tamidi Chachamim for various exorbitant prices, so there might be exceptions to this rule, but this is the general rule. Next aloha says the Mishnah. Also not allowed to help people escape from the Goyim. Because when you help people escape from the Goyim, so you're going to have issue over here. The issue over here is, is that the, you might be, got captured, person got kidnapped. The guy treated him fairly nicely. You know, let him walk around this room, whatever it is. And then he escaped. So the next guy the guy kidnaps, he's going to chain him up. And the next guy, if he escapes from the chains, and the next guy the guy kidnaps, who knows how he's going to treat him, lock him into a box. So, therefore, if they take an ailam, we, we don't want to encourage people to escape. Now, here, again, the person himself is allowed to escape. It's Ein Mavrichin. You're not allowed to help somebody escape. We're never going to tell the person himself in captivity what he can or cannot do, apparently. Shingom Tikal says changes a little bit, as we'll see in the Gemara. He says the issue is not the next person who will be captured. The issue is that there might have been three or four people captured at the same time. And if one of them escapes, then obviously the guyman can take their wrath out on the other two people who are still locked up. So it's not that we're afraid for the future, it's that we're afraid for right now, whoever might still be in captivity. We'll see what the Nefkameen is. Ibaidu. Hi, What is this issue of not paying extra money? Is that because we just don't want to make the tibor? Right, we have a pigeon shul in Kupa. People used to collect money. This is a big thing to collect money for pigeon shul. So, if it's just exorbitant things, there's just going to be too much on the tibor. So, is it a din Kudit or is the issue, we don't want to encourage the Goyim to get into this business. And therefore, if we put a cap on the amount of money we're willing to pay, the guy are going to realize it's just not worth the money. So is it an issue of, of preventing the guy from doing it? Or is it an issue of, de it's going to be too much on the top of them? Toshma. He was played his daughter. Right, his daughter, specifically, like we said in Tesis, you can be paid to yourself for any amount of money. person in Chastron can be paid his wife for any amount of money. But here he's being paid his daughter. Now this already is part of the Chazal. And he was paid to with but 13,000 which is obviously an exorbitant amount of money. So you see, Luchaira, that if he did it, we're assuming he did it al piya and if he did al you see that it's only a din in the tzibur. If an individual wants to step up and pay, he's allowed to pay whatever he wants. We can't force the tzibur to do it, but an individual is allowed to. Rabbi, who says that was? Al-pi-al-o-cha? Yes, we know he did it. But who says it was? Maybe he did. It was his own daughter. He couldn't stand the pressure and he did it. Even though Chazal told him maybe not to do it. So we end up with no raya to the Shayla whether an individual is allowed to step up and pay the extra money what's enough between them what if there's one person captured by himself and, he, and you want to help him escape so if the issue is we're afraid in the future when they capture new people they're going to torture them or lock them up more so then it's still be also. if the issue is just the person who's captured now if there's nobody else there or if you can get everybody out at the same time then it wouldn't be an issue and that would be okay according we have a story now B'an of Nachman so the daughters of Avnachman, they were able, they didn't have, they saved money on kitchen utensils when they used to cook food in the pot, they used to stir it with their hands. Even if it was a boiling pot of hot soup or whatever it is, they used to stir it with their hands. Now, Kasha, this sounds like they were on some high madrega that they, a nace happened to them. They are able to stir the pot, the hot food, with their hands. So Kasha of Elash, he heard about this, he saw it, he was very perplexed. He said, See if the Pusik in Kehela says, he said, only one out of a thousand, the Gemara says, of a thousand people come to a Spanish to learn, only one comes out as a royal, of, from so it's very hard to find people on a high madriga. And the Pasuk says, The Pasuk says, clearly you never find a woman on such a madriga, so how could it be? So, so he said, how could it be that they're on such a high madriga that they're able to stir the pot with their hands and not get burned? Okay, so this was a question he had. What happens? Garmala Milson, something happened, and uh, the following story, So Rav Nachman got captured, and the daughters of Rav Nachman, Rav Elish, I'm sorry, got captured, and the daughters of Rav Nachman also got captured, and the same band of Goyim captured them all. So you must, so fuck. So, Rav Elish is sitting around, and sitting around with him is somebody who understands the language of birds. Okay. Also, our Urva came along a, a raven and Orev, and he was chirping. So, Amale, um, my comrade, so said to this guy, well, What is he saying? What is the bird saying? It seems to be wanting to give us a message. barach, um, barach. The bird is giving us a message from Shamayim that you should escape. So he says, a urva shikru." I don't trust ravens. We know by Noach, right? The raven didn't follow the follow what Noach asked him to do. Raven's not a good simon. I'm not listening to the raven. also Then he saw a He Say also chirping. Some of the What's he saying? He's telling him the yaina also said that it's a good simmon for you. To, now is the time for you to escape. Amar sir, either Ravilah said, "Kenas kiyana ki mit, mital." Let me know, Kenas yall's nimshal to a Yayna, we've many gemaras and shas about that, and therefore, if it's a yayna, it's Mustam, a real message. Bin a shemaim, some sort of nisa is going to happen. I'm going to be able to escape. So Amar, as he said, "Ezel achsi of nachman." I'm not going to leave the girls here. I know they got captured from my neighborhood as well. So let me go find out what their deal is, and if they're okay, I'll take them with me when I go escape. So he came in, He said very interesting. He said, "If." I see that there's still shemer Teru mitzvahs. Apparently this was an issue, right? the Stockholm Syndrome kind of thing, that girls would get captured and the owners would take care, the, the, the new Goyim would take care of them nicely and then they would just say, I'd like to stay with them. That's it. You know, I'm good. I don't need to go back anywhere. Life is good here with the pirates. So he says, let me see if there if they remain Nehmo. So Amar says, how am I going to find out? He said, when women want to talk to each other's secrets and they don't want the men to hear, they talk about it in the bathroom. So he was hid behind the bathroom. So Shaminu de he heard them saying to each other, These guys here, these captors. Are become our husbands. They've, they've lived with them. And we have our regular, you know, yeshiva boy uh, husbands back at home. So you know, life is much better here. So let's tell the captors, get, they should move far away from Nardoy. We don't want anyone to know and try to redeem us from here because life is good. And if life is good, I don't want to go back home to my my little husband. I want to stay here with the pirate. So, Ravila showed this, and Ravila said, okay, I'm not, I'm not taking these girls out. Obviously, they're not on the madriga that I thought they were on, uh, even though I saw them stirring the pots with their, with their hands and not getting burned. Something else is going on here. So, come, Arak. So, he ran away by himself. He left them alone. Come, Arak. Gavar so him and the bird guy the bird one not understand the, the, the speech of the birds they escaped together so he was able to escape there was some sort of river and he was able to get across the river that other guy did not have the thing whatever his story was he was captured and he was killed so then apparently later on these Benayser of Nachma did get out so when they came back to the city at some point these girls so Ravila said, "Okay, I used to think they were on a high madrega, they were able to stir pots with their hands. It was some sort of kishuf oriented thing that they were doing. It very good this week, Parshas bullock, right? Kishuf oriented thing. So therefore, said so that was what was going on. So you came back. What? So after you came back? Yeah, the double parsha says the Gemara. The ain't says the Mishnah. Another had taken oydem a- Okay, this taka happens nowadays, right? Sometimes you go in the shuk." And you see the Arab is selling a pair of tefillin. Where'd the Arab get the tefillin from? He stole it somewhere. He found it on a bus, whatever it is. So if you says the Mishnah, also the same Allah, if you have a sefer or tefillin or mezuzahs, you can buy it back from the Goyim, but you're not going to buy it back. Yasser al You shouldn't overpay. Then they take an them Same issue. And rationally, both Tsefars would apply. Either because we don't want to encourage the Goyim to do this, or because, if there's, as we'll see in the Gemara, there's a mitzvah to be part of these things back, and therefore, if it's going to cost too much money. It's going to be too hard for the tzibur. So the same idea. Amalei Rav Budiel Vashi. Mashma from the Mishnah. Yosro alkaday the Gemara who day loichim. You're not overpay. Puvich David the Gemara loichim. Mashma you you are allowed to at least pay the regular price. Now what are you doing with this sefer Torah and tefillin and mizunas when you buy them back? L'chayra paship shat the Gemara is assuming that you're buying them back to use. What other reason would you have for buying them? So says Mashma. So, this is an issue, as we'll see in the Gemara in a minute. When, it, when you find the Sefer Torah by a guy, can you assume it's a, assuming you could see the words are written right, but do you, you don't know what his kavana was? A, you don't know if he wrote it or if he bought it from a Yid. If he bought it from a Yid, maybe it's okay. And even if the guy wrote it, we're going to have it sound in the Gemara that might be okay as well. So, this is going to be a debate in the Gemara in a minute whether you're allowed to use the Sefer Torah that you find by a guy. Hold on. For the Chayyar, if the Mishnah is saying that you can pay regular value, it's matched with the Mishnah that you could use the Sefer Torah. Otherwise, why would you buy it back from him? Someone out, demolignize, maybe, really, it's not that you're allowed to buy it back from him, Rashi says. You have a mitzvah to buy it back, because you don't know what the guy's going to do with the Sefer Torah, and He's going to treat it improperly, he's going to be mavazi, and therefore it's actually a mitzvah to buy it back, but not to use. It's a mitzvah to buy it back, to put it in Ganiza because it's a sufic maybe it's a kosher Torah. maybe it's a kosher and mezuzah i don't know you're not 100% sure so you're not you have to buy it back from the guy to keep it bikedushah so the guy shouldn't be mevazit Shalom. but lavdavka you can use it maybe you have to put it away in Geniza as a sufic amrav nach naktina safetar shekasvu min So you have a Torah written by a min now the word min is sort of used generically rashi says over here that a min means someone who's oduk bavedisk kechavim, kegoing kaimer, like a real frum Goy, a guy who's really into Avidizara, and therefore if you have he writes a Torah. so then you're gonna be in trouble because he wrote it of a and all the shamas of Hashem that are in there are L'shem Zara, that's for sure going to be a puzzle sefatirah. Not only not only can it use it, but it says the Gemara, ye sorry you burn it. Even though it has the word Shem Hashem, Yudke, Vofke, it doesn't matter. It's written the shame of it's a din of Izara, you burn it. if a Stam Goy, Maybe, you know, not such a frum guy, not so into the religion issue, it doesn't really care one way or the other. If he wrote it, so then you gun it. So then you don't know if it was written in the shame of but you also don't know if he wrote it in the shame of Kedusha. So you can't necessarily use it, uh, but you, don't have, you can't burn it either because it might have Kedusha, so you put it in Geniza. It seems to me this halacha is lavtavka just for, for like reading Sefer Torah on Shabbos, where you have a mitzvah of Kriya Sefer Torah. Even to learn from it, we don't want the Sefer Torah around, because you might come to use it on Shem in those days, you might come to use it on Shabbos for, for learning of Kriya Sefer Torah, and that's an issue. Nimtzebi Admin, what if you don't know that the min wrote it? You just, a min is selling a Sefer Torah. So now you have a suffolk. Right? If he wrote it, it's possible. If he didn't write it, he bought it, it's kosher. So then you have to buy it from him, but he is. Over there, you cannot use it, but you also can't burn it, because you don't know that he wrote it. Maybe he didn't write it, maybe he bought it from somebody. And therefore it's a suffix and you take it and put it in genizam. Nim tzabiyar but if you find it by a regular goy, so now Rashi says it's a svek faker. Maybe a goy who writes a Sefer Torah, Stam, is kosher, and even if it's not, maybe he bought it from somebody else who bought it, who, and it was Bakashas. So now, already, I'm really going. and some say, even in that case, you have to be Machmir and put it away. But I'm really looking, boy. Some say that in this case, you're actually allowed to use this ifater. It's a Svek Sveko. And if you're stuck, we'll see the more stories. You can actually use this ifater. Sefer going back to so that was by, we had two halachas. Halachas of, if they actually wrote it, by a min, it's for sure no good. By a goy, we said ye gun is. And if they found it, biyad, but you don't know that they wrote it, by a min, you have to put it away. By, by a goy, some say you can actually use it. Now let's go back on this point. Biyad means, no, means that his house. yeah. Okay, Sefer going back to this halacha, the one that he actually wrote. So we have three halachas. Tani Choda Yisarf. That, even, that if you find it by you actually burn it. you burn it. you put it away. you can actually use it. So what's these three This Seems to be the same halacha three times. a so like Had the a that goes a goes Darmas tamishlas but it's says by that when a guy is shechting, even if he's not the frumest guy in the world, when a Goy shechts, we assume he's doing it the Shem of and that would be a problem of using, that, of using such a shechita. Here also, when a when a Stam guy writes a Sefer even if he's not a very frum guy, we assume he's like a Min, and we assume he's doing it the shame of Adizorah, and therefore that, that Sefer not only does not have Kedusha's Sefer Torah, it has Iser it has of Adizorah, and you burn it. But that's not like our mission. Our bryson before said not. what the sign you got is that you put it away but you cannot use it. Haitanhu, the the nunabred, me purshina. Sefiter fill and Muzuzes. If you have a sefiter fully mazus, you cossum whether you put the word min here or not debatable, if you have a a mosser of a chavum, the evid, the isha, vikata, vikusi or so you have all these type of questionable people, people who wrote a sefer Torah tefillin and Mezuzas. So says the, says this Ramnuna, they are apostle. How do you know they're right. So he makes a, a, a heckish between kshira of tefillin and the kseva of mezuzah, which we're going to assume that same halacha would apply by tefillin and mezuzah and sefer sefatera as well. Kol she yesh b'kshira yesh no b'kshiva. Kol she any b'kshira any b'kshiva. The only people who are allowed to write these things are people who are mechuyiv in the halachas. If you're not mechuyiv in the halachas then you're not allowed to write them. Taisa says, Kol she yesh no b'kshira me kanam er ben de'in isha gedes luluv. A woman cannot tie up a luluh for you. A woman cannot tie tzitzis based on this halacha. That's Rabbeinu Tam Shita, that a woman, since she's not mechoiv in tzitzis, so he takes this halacha of this Gemara, to all halachas. That anything a person is not mechoiv in, they're not allowed to do the preparation of it for you. Bring the second sheet who argues and says this is dafka by sepheter which are a higher level of kadusha but maybe by tzitzis a woman would be okay it's a debate on halacha what, the halacha, what is that case but according to this pshah so it's not a verizorah it's not an issue of verizorah that you have to burn it it's just an issue that it's a pasal sefetar. so therefore you got it as you put it away the third bribes said you can actually learn from such a sefetar and read from such a sefetar. Haytanu disanya loikhin svar minavik you're allowed to. No problem. As long as it's written properly, we don't have this halacha, it's not clear 100% if this means that there's no halacha, at all, or if it maybe only applies to, to, to Tefillin and Mezuzah, but does not apply to Sefer Torah. Debatable. It's not 100% clear. But at least for Sefer Torah, for sure, according to this third price, so it's fine. A guy is allowed to write a Sefer Torah. Amazing says the Gemara, <speaking in Hebrew> he wrote <speaking in Hebrew> said, no problem, you can go buy Sefetera, much cheaper, right? Much cheaper, as long as it's done, they use the right cloth and they use the right ink, and they obviously all the letters have to be written the way it has to be written, well, but it's long, a it? yeah, as long as he's writing it, as long as he's writing it, you know, it's it 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 an important point, he has to write it, the shame, it's not sure. a, There is a that if you have a guy who's an atheist. What would Allah be in this case? because he didn't do it l'shem but he didn't do it l'shem Hashem. That's an interesting point. Some of the first discuss. But as long as he didn't do it and better even if he did it l'shem Hashem, he's doing it for business. Business is fine too. That's a, that's a legitimate reason. So then it would shingol said halacha right? Oh you go to the and you have a guy sitting there writing the last letters for you. Right? That would look kind of funny. But that's what shingol said you could do. Says the Gemara. Wait a second. We have another technical problem. He says, we have a problem over here of lishma. In other words, you could teach a guy to write the letters. You could teach him. You have to write this kind of ink on this kind of cloth, and you have the letters look like this. But a guy. We're assuming that a guy doesn't know the din of lishma. He doesn't. There's no such concept by a guy of a concept of lishma, and therefore a guy is probably not going to do it lishma." You might not, might not do it with the Shema but it's not that you can do it with the And Rosh holds that not only does the ksiva have to be the Shema, Rosh holds that the ibud of the iris, the preparing of the cloth, just the preparing of it, has to be the Shema. This, Sanya. We have a like this. Tiponzov, if you have tefillin, then instead of using leather around them, you want it to make a you know, rich guy, so you make gold tefillin. No good. Or if you use uh, leather from a not kosher animal, psulas. Our sure, as long as it's a kosher animal, it's fine. Yavavu Bishla Ivdin Lashma. Tanakama says, even if it was not done l'shma, you're fine. The cloth, everything has to be done l'shma. So says the Gemara. If Hashem holds the cloth has to be done l'shma, then for sure the ksiv has to be done Lashma, although Taisus debates this point. Taisus says, I understand why the ibud has to be Shema because there's a million reasons you might be doing ibud on leather. But there's no million reasons why you're writing a sefer Obviously, if you're writing a the you could say as farah that stam ksiba is lishmah. This is in the bottom place from this. But anyways, it says the Gemara Likari, therefore, see according to liel, that a Goy does not know dim Lishmah. So how could he write it? So, and We're talking about someone we not we don't want to say we're talking about a yud who went off the derech, because that would be a mummer, right? So we have to be talking about someone who is megayer and then he went off the Derech. So what do you mean? And then he, and now he's writing a cemetery on the Shmo. He he was a guy, he became a cipher and then he decided to go back to being what I mean, Lysura Koshka, not If he went back to being a guy, then just like a Srelu did that would be a Mummer. A Gera does that is, is a Mummer or worse than his mamma's doing it. L'shem zara. So it's even possible. No, we're talking about a Gera's Megayer, and he got afraid of the Goyim or his family, whatever it is. He went back to living like a Goy, but he wasn't really a Frum Goy. He was just like a, like a Marano kind of thing. He was hiding. And therefore, he knows Dine Lashma, and therefore, we, according to Shingom Liel if such, a, and that's like a, a very big Okimta now, yeah. that which of and Liel was not and Sidon to buy from a Goy, it's a guy who really was Megayer and had been to Yeshiva and learned din in the shema. and we can assume he wrote together the, 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 the Sefer Torah of the Shema such a thing we can rely on other than that though, a regular guy you're right would have a problem over the Shema okay but that's that's what happened it was we said it happened even though we said you're not supposed to pay extra but you're allowed to pay a little bit extra how much Tarpik Tarpik was a coin in the Roman airtime so you go a a Tarpik what's a Tarpik my Tarpik I'm a istira o. Easterah is a about it's a coin that we said is like a it's a very small amount basically it's, it's one of those Tzuri's so it was less than the kisavtury it was a of medina so it was worth a very little bit amount of money she so you could overpay by a, you know a few shekels. so there was a, a Arab woman so this happens this happens even nowadays from time to time and eBay people find filling. so someone oh, this woman comes to buy it with a pair of fillum she says I found these. So Abayah is like, uh oh, what do I do? So Amallah, Yawlay Raish Well, they're not worth anything to us. For each pair, for each fill for each one, I'll give you one date. So Imla zira, she thought she had found like the world's a gold mine of thing. Yeah, she's gonna get a lot of money. She said, Well, you give me two dates? She got full with anger. she threw them into the river. Mm-hmm. So now says Abayah, Amala, Amar, Abaya said, lezuzle, bapa See, It's a fine line. You don't want to pay too much, because you're going to encourage them to steal. But if you devalue it, then they're going to say, oh, it's worthless, and she threw it away. So you have to find the fine line, exactly how much you know, the fair price is, when you're negotiating with an Arab in the Shuk, uh, to be able to find that alaq. Okay, we'll stop here, because we're going to start a new segment into tomorrow's time. Yeah.